When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Juju who? Don't look now, but Ben Roethlisberger is busy grooming several new favorite targets that could totally revamp the Steelers' offense for 2020. Welcome to the Steelers' update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The book is now in on Steelers fan-favorite receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. His legion of loyal Liddy supporters, especially those on social media where Juju remains a bona fide superstar, are likely to be disappointed. But I called it last summer in Latrobe during Steelers training camp. Our guy was in over his head. Up until that point, Juju was a second banana who flourished in the shadow of then-Steelers superstar Antonio Brown. But when the spotlight and opposing defenses shone on Juju in the number one receiving role, he wilted badly. Yes, the quarterback play after Big Ben Roethlisberger went down in the second game last season was miserable. But the fact is, Juju just isn't a number one wide receiver in the NFL. He's much more comfortable in the slot while he'll likely return in 2020 and we'll have more on this to come. But don't take my word for any of this. Take the word of Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers management. Both are going in directions other than Juju to rev up the Steelers offense for 2020. Ben is working very closely with intriguing second-year and fast-rising star receiver Deontay Johnson. Meanwhile, the Steelers did what they usually don't do. They spent a boatload of money on the number one free agent at his position to give Big Ben another inviting target. I'm talking about the signing of tight end Eric Ebron. I believe it could be the most underrated offseason move in all of the NFL. Why? Top players at the tight end position just don't go on the open market all that often. Teams tend to lock up their pass catching and blocking big bodies. This is why the Steelers made a point of snagging Ebron, but at a very high price. We'll break down what it all means as the Steelers retool and re-scheme for Big Ben's big return to greatness in 2020. Juju won't exactly be the odd man out. However, many smart Steelers analysts are already writing him off after this season. There just won't be the money to sign him 
when much more deserving players also have deals coming up. Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt. The last two are two seasons away from the expiration of their rookie deals, but that's precisely why the Steelers should strike after this season and lock them up. Juju just doesn't present as pressing a case for a big money new deal. Dare I say even Bud Dupree presents a more compelling case for all the Steelers' cash than does Juju. But at least Smith-Schuster remains number one in many hearts in the 412 area code. None of this means Juju is headed for another down season as he experienced last year. In fact, I expect a big bounce back. It just won't be in the typical number one receiving position. With the addition of these rising new weapons, the biggest wild card being rookie Chase Claypool, Juju can retreat to the comfort of his old slot position. And he'll catch a lot of balls there. But so will these other guys, and I find these other parts of the Steelers' receiving core much more intriguing and likely fun to watch grow. Juju, he'll remain a marketing master and social media guru. His most recent move has been to file for trademark protection of his off-use expression, it's Liddy. Apparently, he wants to plaster it on cell phones and other accessories, according to media reports. Alas, though, Juju's next marketing campaign could be for a new team. But he is definitely up to it. Fans will still love him, most especially in the virtual world. Now let's put some meat on this bone with all the facts, figures, and analysis from the wide world of Steelers Nation. Oh yeah, and we have some gripping grab bag items on the lack of blocking by Ben Roethlisberger and the new twist in Steelers' ownership that takes the team in the unexpected direction of Philadelphia and New Jersey. Say what? Well, let's get right to it. TribLive.com gives us some insight into Deontay Johnson's developing relationship with Ben Roethlisberger, something the pair didn't have the luxury to build last season when Big Ben was hurt. Now they're making up for lost time. Here's Johnson during a video call with the media. Quote, just being able to work out with him, it's been good. Just trying to get timing down and get a feel for what he likes and what he doesn't like and how he likes to throw the ball, certain plays, certain routes, just trying to pick his brain. I might go back up there next week and work out with him again, just getting that timing down and try to get a bond with each other so we can build that trust together, unquote. And Trib Live adds some facts to the expected big role of Johnson in his second year. Quote, on paper, Johnson enters the 2020 season as the Steelers' number two receiver behind fourth-year pro Juju Smith-Huster. But Johnson had more catches, 59 to 44, more receiving yards, 680 to 552, and more receiving touchdown, 5 to 3, than Smith-Schuster in 2019. And he and Ben are looking to build upon that big time. Said Johnson, quote, Me and Ben started talking toward the end of the season. 
I had to prove to everybody that I could play, that I was just not like a bust or whatever. So as the season went on, I started contributing and he started seeing me making plays. He started interacting with me, talking with me more and more. It's just building trust with one another. I talk to him almost every day now. That's my guy. We've got things to do this year to try to win the Super Bowl together, unquote. Hey, you gotta love what Deontay Johnson is saying. And moreover, you gotta love what he and Ben are trying to build. Chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. I love it. Of course, the Steelers are paying another guy even more money to absorb many of Ben's passes. That man is free agent acquisition tight end Eric Ebron. He will pair with Vance McDonald for a potent one-two punch at this all-important position. In fact, it's no coincidence that recent Super Bowl teams have possessed prolific tight ends. Rob Gronkowski, late of the Patriots, and Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs, who took it all last season, to name a few. Now the Steelers have their eggs in Ebron's basket. Here's the facts, according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Quote, Eric Ebron, a former number one draft choice in 2014, signed a two-year, $12 million contract in free agency with the Steelers. He and tight end Vance McDonald will earn a combined $11.15 million when the 2020 season begins. That's nearly triple what wide receivers Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, and Deontay Johnson will combine to earn for the same season. Ebron ranks 16th among the league's tight end with an average salary of $6 million. McDonald is 19th at $5.15 million. Tampa is the only other team with two tight ends, Gronkowski and Brait, who rank among the top 20 in annual salary. Why all this cash being showered upon these tight ends by the Steelers, I ask? Well, the Post-Gazette answers me. Quote, the hope is Ebron will pair or rotate with McDonald to give the Steelers what could be their best and most productive tight end tandem in a long time, maybe since the 1970 merger, provided, that is, McDonald can stay healthy, unquote. Hey, it's going to be an interesting position. We've been talking about it for years. This is the year for the Steelers' tight end, and this really could be that year. Stay tuned. Juju, meanwhile, didn't live up to his number one position. We've said all that, and we're not dumping on Juju. He had the chance, and it didn't happen for him. And there were plenty of reasons for this, including the quarterbacks who were throwing the ball that were not named Ben Roethlisberger. But Nick Farbaugh with Pittsburgh Sports Now puts the finger on what could be the real problem. Juju is just more comfortable in the slot. He tweets, Juju Smith-Schuster struggles against press coverage. That is evident on film. It's also why I love the fact that the Steelers have shown a commitment to playing Juju in the slot more this year. His ability to use his physicality and size out of the slot is where he is best, unquote. I agree, Nick, and it's good to see Juju return. Of course, some may look at this as Juju taking a step down from the number one position. 
But you would never know this from Smith-Schuster's social media account, which is as frantic as ever. Now he's filed for that trademark for It's Liddy. He wants to use it on apparel, t-shirts, cell phone accessories. But what could really be lit is the Steelers' revamped offense. But not if Big Ben goes down again. I have to admit, I never thought I'd see the Steelers suit up for 2020 with this QB bench behind Big Ben. Mason Rudolph, Devlin Hodges, and Paxton Lynch. But here we go. Clearly, the Steelers are betting Rudolph will be much better should he get another shot at slinging the football. And his biggest problem last year was perhaps not slinging that football downfield. Steelers Depot cites numbers from Pro Football Focus that only Blake Bortles posted a higher checkdown rate over the course of the past two seasons than the Steelers' Mason Rudolph. The stats read them and weep. On 305 total attempts during the span, Rudolph resorted to a checkdown 32 times, or 10.5% rate. Bortles checked down 56 times on 421 attempts. And they remind us a check down is when a quarterback, for a variety of reasons, generally due to pressure, foregoes the standard route tree and chooses a safe option of typically releasing the ball to a running back or tight end who's a designed outlet pass in the event other options are taken away. Still, despite it all, despite being captain checkdown of the of the Steelers, Steelers Depot isn't ready to chuck Rudolph out with the bathwater. Instead, he is getting a pass just so long as Rudolph begins passing the ball downfield the next time his number is called. And let's hope it isn't for a couple of years at least. With Ben back, and reportedly better than ever with that surgically repaired throwing elbow. Finally, though, blocking for Ben Roethlisberger is dropping big time. No, not the offensive line, but rather on Twitter. Pro Football Talk reports the official Twitter account for Ben Roethlisberger once blocked out a tremendous number of media and even fans, including yours truly, and now it is dropping its defensive posture. This from Pro Football Talk. Quote, although Roethlisberger does not personally handle the official Twitter account, which is at underscore Big Ben 7, he realizes it is his account and it's verified with a blue check mark, and thus he is the one who is blocking people, even if it's not actually him pressing the block button on Twitter. And as per sources, that situation is changing, according to the website. The block party is ending, and the plan is to unblock all accounts, and this was to go in effect last week. So, as they conclude, if you're one of the many who ended up without access to Ben's Twitter feed, that's all going to change. The blocking by Big Ben is going to go away. The blocking for Ben, hopefully, will remain as strong and stout as ever. And speaking of offense, here's another item from Nick Farbaugh, who always gives us some good food for thought. And in listing his preseason top fives, 
he picks his top five Steelers offensive players. And it's a pretty good list. I happen to agree with it. Number one, David DeCastro. Number two, that aforementioned Ben Roethlisberger with that surgically repaired elbow. Number three, Marquise Pouncey. Number four, Juju Smith-Schuster. Hmm, question mark. And number five, the go-anywhere offensive lineman, Matt Feeler. So there you go, the top five. Let's see how that pans out. I have a feeling another of those receivers is going to take Juju's place, but we will see. Now, here's a riddle. What do the Philly 76ers, the New Jersey Devils, and the Pittsburgh Steelers now have in common? Well, brace yourself, ownership. No, the Rooney families aren't in the NBA and the NHL now. It's the other way around. Bloomberg first reported that 76er and Devil owner Josh Harris and David Blitzer have added a stake in the Steelers to their roster. Pro Football Talk reports the price they paid for that stake is not known, but it could be in the neighborhood of $140 million, that if the $2.8 billion value for the Steelers is accurate. Harris is the co-founder of Apollo Global Management and Blitzer, the global head of tactical opportunities at Blackstone. All of these are Wall Street guys. And they are the owners of the NBA's Philadelphia 76ers and the NHL's New Jersey Devils. They also own the English Premier League soccer team, Crystal Palace, whoever that is. And this move, this financial behind-the-scenes move involving the Steelers' minority owners comes after another billionaire, David Tepper. He, a Pittsburgh kid made good, had to sell off his Steelers stake in order to buy the Carolina Panthers outright. And rest assured, Steelers fans, your team isn't moving to Philly or Jersey anytime soon. It's just the money behind the franchise, but Rooney's remain in control. And now we go to an amusing if delusional post from Mistake by the Lake Country. I'm talking Cleveland people. And Browns fan Joey, a.k.a. Sir Yacht, tweets this complete with video. Quote, The Cleveland Browns will finish better than the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens in the regular season and playoffs. I'm so confident in this that if they don't, I will eat a hot dog for every like and retweet this video gets. So far, he's had 2.3 million likes, so get ready to eat up, Sir Yacht. Finally, the Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is the new hottest new young player in the NFL, not named Patrick Mahomes, and he's now the newly minted Madden NFL poster player. But across the bridge on Twitter, remembers his stats versus the Steelers in a game at Heinz Field that the black and gold should have won, but for a Juju Smith fumble. They tweet this, quote, Lamar Jackson is an unbelievable player, but the Steelers' defense did more than contain him in Week 5. Three interceptions, 5.49 passer rating, 32.9 quarterback rating. So here's hoping the Madden curse is back. After all, we hear Jackson had a little trouble with his jet ski of late. The good news for the NFL, apparently Jackson was unscathed, but here's hoping the Steelers' pass rush will do more damage 
during two and possibly three games between these two AFC North teams in this coming season. And that is your Steelers update for now. Download the podcast every Wednesday afternoon, wherever you download your favorite audio, and also sign up and comment on each podcast. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real time. Steelers News.